Hello troops, Tomo here, getting ready to drop a bonus episode of the Granite Zero podcast. But before I do, I know you guys love working out just as much as I do. And you ask, Tomo mate, what fucking supplements do you use? I use the one and only Combat Fuel. Combat Fuel is a veteran-run, veteran-owned company. Not only are they alley bastards, but they give proceeds of their profits to charity. A brilliant charity, might I add, in Help for Heroes. But you're still moaning at me saying, Tomo, mate, I could do with just a little bit of extra help. So what you're saying is a veteran-owned company isn't good enough. So how about, courtesy of the Granite Zero podcast, I'll give you 15% off. When you type in the promo code WARRIOR15 at checkout. That's WARRIOR15 at checkout. Get yourself 15% off, courtesy of Tomo and the Granite Zero podcast. You're welcome. But sometimes you need a bit of a pick-me-up. Sometimes you're really lagging. Sometimes you're fucking knackered and you just need a good coffee to get yourself going. And you're saying, Tomo, do you know any good coffee companies? And I'm like, yeah. And you say to me, are they veteran-owned and veteran-run? And I say, fucking right they are. Do they hate ISIS? Definitely. Do you have a name? Oh, I do. The Dead Mammoth Coffee Company. And you're saying, Tomo, but there's loads of veteran-owned coffee company. Loads. What makes these ones so special? And I'll tell you for why. Because they do roast-to-order coffee. And you're saying, what? Roast-to-order? Fucking right, roast-to-order. Not just that, you can get it ground down to the specific tastes that you want. So you can have a lighter roast, you can have a darker roast, you can even go for the red mist. Whatever tickles your pickle, get amongst it. That's the Dead Mammoth Coffee Company. But without further ado, it's time for Tomo to get a guest. On this special bonus episode of the Granite Zero podcast. And today, joining me is the one and only... Alicia Emerson Thomas. Now this powerful woman does wonders for mental health and veteran charities along with other such fucking alley fantastic projects that she's a part of which we will discuss later on in the show. So without further ado it is time for the Granite Zero podcast with your host, Tomo, and his guest, Alicia. Check it out. Hello, Charlie Charlie One. This is... Granite Zero. Hundred years old, and I swear to God, every time I turn it on, I can hear hear 
<laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. See, I've got the problem with I have to do everything via my phone or iPad at the minute, which is a pain because I'm, the 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 fucking laptop I've got is for my daughters, and it's one of those Chromebook ones. And I tried to download all the podcast stuff on there, didn't fancy it. It's like you haven't got a Google. It. Terrible. He was like, "You haven't got a, you haven't got a Google account." I went, "Well, I have." <laughs> so, welcome to the Granite Zero podcast. This is this has been a long time coming as well. I think you were one of the first people to actually reach out to me when I started it, which is that's cool. A that fair, cool. fair few I, months now. On my table. Yeah, talk me through it. <laughs> I've got. Well, I've stolen the girl's, is it an easel? I don't know, whatever, chalkboard, which I drew on. I've got a basketball, a football, standard. That's for when I get guests in the show, so when they actually come in the shed, they can sign it. That's my thoughts. Um, I've got a fucking coffee mug, two coffee mugs, because I'm coffeeed up, and I've got Mr. Angry, which is what the girls call me. Yeah, and then... Just dotted about in the shedio. I've got me tour flags. Um, every shirt that I wore during my service, and then I've obviously got the the, the ultimate flag. Would you say this is me, me asking you a question, now? Would you say you are a casual collector or a hoarder? Oh, that's a good question. I'm a bit of a casual collector. I, I have a thing for flags as well. So whenever I've spoken to any of the um, different companies that I'm sort of chatting to and trying to get sponsorships from and all that sort of stuff I always end up buying a flag so I've got like HR4K I've got uh, Modern Warrior and I've got Close Quarter Battle all that sort of stuff uh, and always the apparel t-shirts I've got I'm always getting in, in the shit from the missus She's, yeah. she is like will you stop buying t-shirts I'm like I can't help it <laughs> I love it too much. Exactly. And I'm not really a normal t-shirt type of person anyway, so I won't wear like a polo shirt or anything. So I'm always in sort of fizz kit anyway. Fizz t-shirt and jeans. That's the that's the standard ex squaddy. Yeah. <laughs> so you were off out last night, weren't you? At some sort of yes. event. Always Which, the best. Um, sometimes doesn't work, but actually, when you're with a bunch of awesome people, it can work. So, yeah, I went to um, a networking event for the um, security risk management um, industry. Um, so, I re qualified and did a, a course early January of this year, January, February time, with um, a company called Frontier Risks. Um, and they, they hold really awesome alumni events, and every time they have an event, it's usually in London, although they did the last one at HR4K. Oh, yeah. Um, and they, they get some awesome speakers. Um, so it's just a bit of a get-together, networking, a um, few drinks, or a few too many drinks. A few too many drinks. someone, you know, chat their story, spin some bits, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, last night was Nims, who's just done 16 um, high speeds in the world in um, seven months. 
Oh, he's yeah. I, I saw something about. That. He's what a fucking awesome guy that guy is. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Just listening to that story is like um, just the, the resilience and the perseverance. Mm. Definitely. When everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, I was you know, fucking. I was hanging just going up Penny Fan. <laughs> I was hanging just going up Penny Fan. Absolutely brilliant. That is that is one hell of a story to tell your kids when they, or your grandkids when you yeah. get older. Oh, I just got China to open up a mountain. It's fine. have that um, certain group that you always seem to turn to I, I find that and um, I'm, I'm quite lucky where I am because I've got three uh, yeah three three really close mates that I served with that actually live like well two of them literally live down the road from me we used to we used to play football um, in a little five-a-side team that we had and that was one of those things that just having two mates that you could go off and kick a football with on a Tuesday night when it's pissing down and rain it was brilliant you go and have a few beers yeah. afterwards and it's telling telling your civvy mates all your war stories <laughs> um, I'm, I'm pretty, I don't have I wouldn't say a massive group of friends I mean that have sort of been linked to the military that provides you with a network of people that you can call upon yeah um, and I'm still friends now with some of the wives and the girlfriends um, who sort of went through two, three herricks 
together with. So, um, you know, those relationships mean a lot to me, and they're the ones that really understand what that's like. Um, but I've got a best friend who I just don't get to see enough of her, and it, that is gutting because she has literally been my rock since I was 15 years old. Yeah. But the, um, because we don't get to see each other very often, and we both lead such busy lives, we, you know, we've got a WhatsApp chat, and instead of writing to each other, we voice message each other. That's always so a good way. It's like having a, like a, a journal. Yeah. Yeah, that's the brilliant thing about, um, well, technology really, like a couple of weeks ago I had my best mate from school, I've known him since I was two years old and he lives back home in Hereford and obviously I'm in Kent and it's like, do you fancy doing a podcast? And he was like, yeah mate, I listen to it every week, I'd love to. I was like, and yeah. he, he came on and he was like, I can't believe I'm on your podcast. I was like, it's not like a huge bucket, it's not like I'm Joe Rogan, but it's like, <laughs> just brilliant. We're, we're chatting away about stories from school and I'm like, people are going to listen to this and think, "What? I don't know what you're talking about. But that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast anyway, was just to be able to talk because I was, I'm, I'm a bottler. I always have been. I'll bottle all my emotions up and then I'll just f- fucking e-purge myself everywhere and it would be just an emotional wreck and the girls can't fucking deal with me the missus can't deal with me it's fucking terrible so that's why I started this really and then having likes of yourself sending me a message saying you're doing a good job and all that I'd love to be a guest and all that sort of stuff let's have a chat and it's like fucking hell don't even know you Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, you, you you by your own admission have had a shit time in the past. I've had a shit time in the past. You don't keep that secret anymore. Neither do I. You know, you're you're trying to make your life better. You're trying to help other people make their lives better through the power of just sharing a story. Um, and like like that really appeals to me and what I'm about as well. And a lot of what you know the people that I've been building into my network more recently, some of which I can call friends, some are just colleagues, some are acquaintances, but that's still a network that's really precious. It's taking time to, you know, get, you know, sift out the old shit, bring in the new shit, and put energy into working on that network. And, you know, it's great to have people like you that are part of that. What a lovely thing to say. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah, but I know exactly what you mean, because I've been chatting away with... Uh, a few other sort of military podcasts the uh, H Hour podcast one of them I've been in comms with him he he, he called me all the names under the sun the other day because yesterday I had an interview or interview a chat with uh, Jack Shaw the MMA fighter UFC fighter and he yeah. was like I can't believe you got Jack Shaw on there you can't be having all the Welsh fighters I was like hang on I've only got one because he was talking about that he's having um... he does love a good swear <laughs> he does yeah he, he... <laughs> He did throw a couple of C-bombs at me, and I was like, wee, cheers for yeah. that. And um, I've been in comms with uh, Garrett Jones as well. He's um, He loves to take the piss out of me because I'm a 
Raf Reg Gunner. I think he mentioned it on his podcast. But yeah, it's just, it's just it's like you don't expect to talk to like these sort of people. Like you've seen and, and listened to their podcast, you think they're like like myths almost, and then all of a sudden you're chatting with people that you didn't think you'd be chatting with. It's it's, it's madness, but also fucking brilliant. Yeah, exactly. We're all just people. We're all just, you take away the colour of our skin, our, you know, our hair, or whatever, we all bleed the same colour. Exactly. And, and what makes one person special and another person special isn't, isn't their words, it's their actions. And it isn't about um, what they've done wrong in the past or, um, you know, how they behave that other people doesn't that don't necessarily agree with. It's what they've got going on right now direction in which they're headed and you know as if that seems you know positivity to you then all power to that relationship and people like um hugh and people like michael coates with his declassified podcast they're doing amazing things in the, the military and the veterans community but they were obviously they're, they're pushing the message further than that as well and that's what's great about those podcasts. yeah definitely because they're not just giving you know they're not just having a chat with a few famous people they're actually giving the unsung hero of a voice, which is what Julian yeah. and I are looking to do with our podcast as well. Yeah. Oh, the wild ones. It's a good name. Yeah. Good name for a podcast. That that artwork is something else yeah. as well. Those those cartoons. Be, they're brilliant. I think it was Julian that came up with the name. Yeah. It's a, and we weren't drunk. We weren't drinking. So yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> normally, you, like your best, your best sort of like business plans come to fruition over a glass of wine or a bottle of gin, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, which definitely. Is, which is what we were doing last time. We came up with some great ideas last night. Can I remember any of them today? No. Probably not. <laughs> no, like, I started writing, I digress, but I started writing some notes on my phone. Yeah. Um, I've got a list of things I want to say and I'm writing some notes just so that I can try and remember today. I've got as far as writing three things down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible for it. When I first started, um, Everybody knows him as Little Brown, but my brother Darren, he was like, mate, you need to make show notes just so you can glance at them so you don't go... I'm always going off on a tangent. I'll, I'll take a left turn somewhere and then I'll end up talking about something completely different. He's like, make show notes. I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. So I'd started. I was like, oh, that'll make a good talking point. That'll make a good talking point. Now I've pretty much just chinned it off and just go off on my own. And it's, it's easier when... Uh, like like now we're having a having a chat or whatever, and now the fact that my brother's now he's basically my producer because he does all the YouTube stuff for me, which is pissing us off. But that's another story. So having someone to talk to, you can bounce off them, and it's so much it's so much better than just sat in the shed talking to myself, laughing yeah, at my definitely. laughing at I my own jokes. Because um, originally I wanted to do a podcast. Um, and as an ex-copper, I love true crime stuff. I don't know if you listen to Red Hand in the podcast, but that's awesome. Um, but it's kind of been done a lot. Yeah, yeah. And um, I just, you know, I've struggled a bit with the direction in which my life is going career-wise since I've left the police. And I just really like talking. I really like talking to people. I love getting to know some people I don't know. Love hearing people's stories. And wanted to be able to give myself a platform and other people. Um, and Jillian and I um, have crossed paths before, but we've only really been friends since the summer. But 
we've both got very similar backgrounds, similar ethos to life. We've both met at Team Rubicon UK when we were doing our uh, disaster responders course. Um, and we just happen to happen to live in the same town and both work in London a couple of days a week. So it's helpful, you know, isn't it? Kids that are the same age and we know a lot of this. So we're moving in similar circles because she works in Marsat, who do satellite telecommunications for you know, military yeah, yeah. maritime everything. So um, it just kind of works. To be able to meet somebody that you immediately know, yeah. you get along and you can use, like, I mean, your brother's different because, in, in, you know, you've known each other for a long time, but like you said, to be able to bounce ideas off of somebody and when they're shit, that person's got, you know, yeah. the integrity say to you, do you know what, that's a shit idea, we're not doing that. Oh, he's, he's forever saying that to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a good idea, you know, blowing a bit of smoke up your ass and saying, yeah, do you know what, that's a brilliant idea, let's do that. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how, where it all came about. We've got another friend, Jamie, who um, is an adventurer, she's a complete nomad, um, <laughs> and who, who also wants to be involved, but she literally doesn't stay in the same place for more than about two weeks. Oh, okay. um, Currently in Morocco or somewhere like that traveling. As um, you do. So, Jamie will be a guest host as well. We can pin her down at the UK. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's always good having like guest hosts and things like that. I had my, my pal Chris Dunn come on a couple of times. I, I, I literally pressed record on the podcast and he didn't even realise we were recording for ages. So, he was just chatting away, chatting rubbish as he always does. But, yeah. It's, it's definitely something that is the best thing to do well I've I found getting my brother on because unfortunately he's working tonight otherwise he would have been here as well but um, but yeah yeah so yeah podcasting going to London chatting to you it's all happening it's all happening and this is obviously the highlight being on the Grand Zero podcast standard <laughs> <laughs> so did I did I see on your Twitter the other day that was it the heist that win an award or something? Yeah, um, the uh, the Royal Television Society they were nominated for um, best editing um, in an entertainment show, um, and they won, which is a massive buzz. So the, all of the guys that are like the main producers, directors, and editors of the show, plus um, some of the people from Sky, the commissioner from Sky. Um, Shirley, so they, they all went together. They, they, I think they were obviously really buzzing that they were nominated, but to actually win the award, so to know, yeah. even though I'm only a tiny little cock in that massive machine that is Shine TV and Sky One, um, but you know my tiny little piece hopefully made a difference. Of course, you know, it is. In the fact that we won <laughs> an amazing award, so. I think we collectively actually it's probably got muckle to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're part. It's one team, one effort, as we say. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. And we um, we finished filming series two. Um, we started a month later um, this year, so we filmed series two here in the summer, at, um, just north of Newcastle. And the filming schedule was a bit longer as well, so hopefully the series might be a bit longer. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Programs like 
um, whatever new shows are being released. So at the moment, we still don't have a date for um, the transmission of the series two, but I can say that it will be early 2020. Oh. So it's likely to be within the next two months. Oh, fucking hell. Brilliant. Yeah. Fucking awesome. It's all going on. It's such a busy person. I know. I'd love to be that busy. Some good genes there. <laughs> some good genes. I, I say that I say the same about my um, my nan. So my nan is ninety. Yeah, she was ninety this year. And um, the mad thing is, I, I I say they should take her blood and bottle that because she five years ago she was diagnosed with uh, breast and bone cancer, and she hasn't had any treatment or anything. And she's you. If you saw her, yeah, she uses her little Zimmer frame and that to get about. You wouldn't think yeah. she had. Any, she wouldn't think she had anything wrong with her. Wow. Apart from when she first went in, and all the family went down to see her to make sure she was all right, as you do, because you they they told her she had less than three months to live, and that was like five years ago. So, wow. yeah, it was when she was when she when she was first diagnosed. They gave her all the pills, all that sort of stuff to, and she she looked didn't look anything like her normal self and then she basically she was sat there talking to me when I went to go and visit and she was like I'm not ready yet anyway so don't worry about it I was like okay now all right I think it's different mentalities from that 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 yeah. type of era I think Oh. I mean, I'm a royalist, but my grandmother is not. 
don't no? know why. I mean, she's born and bred in London, and she's, you know, she's, dare I say it out loud, she's a daily mail reader, but she hates the royal family. So she's literally been banging on for years about waiting to get to 100, so she can get that letter. And stuff. <laughs> it would not surprise me if she's like, give her a day or so after her birthday once that letter's gone in the bin. She'll be like, right, my time here is done. <laughs> Cheers. She probably shouldn't laugh at that, but yeah, I guess you're right. We're missing is. Um, I guess to you, she'll do it as well. Yeah. That's a, that's that's a horrible disease in itself. Dementia, it's fucking horrible. Me misses yeah. me misses his nan has got it. Real, she's got Alzheimer's and dementia, which I'm not a hundred percent on what the difference is between them both. Um, but yeah, she's she has moments where she's the most loving person in the world. Remembers me misses, remembers all her kids and all that, and then the next minute she's shouting at her husband that he's been cheating on her and all sorts. He's like what the family we're going to obviously for the same sort of thing with um the missus's nan where you look at her granddad now who who was always full of life he's like i think he's eight, 80 i think nearly 80 something like that anyway and you would think he was a 50 year old he was that he doesn't look his age at all until now he just looks because he's so tired because one minute she's happy and loving and the next minute she's trashing the house and he has to try and fix it all up he's not sleeping and things like that they've got a yeah. huge family so they've got enough people to help look after her but he wants to do it all himself and it's like when do you get to that point where it's probably better if she goes into a home for someone to look after so you're because yeah. he's just going to wear himself out yeah definitely every time the missus goes over there she's you can see the change in her nan, and nan's all happy because she sort of recognises Kate. It's more like she recognises... I think she still thinks it's her girl, if that makes sense. Yeah. Her little girl, should I say. 
and then obviously my two little ones come running in and they're a bundle of energy so that like sort of brightens everything up and then next thing you can see them all getting upset and you're like oh shit and then I'm sat there like a freaking lemon <laughs> because nobody recognises who I am <laughs> so <laughs> where's this random guy wearing a hat in my house so, all right. I'll go shall I <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just horrible. I'm I'm glad it's nothing like that's happened on my side of the family yet. Hopefully, nothing happens. But yeah, well, that took a nice sad turn, didn't it? Yeah, I think I think I think you're right there. I've I don't I, obviously you see all the I'll go for the moonlight walk or whatever it is for Alzheimer's and things. But I don't I honestly don't think there's enough um out there for Alzheimer's and dementia. There really isn't. And there's not enough understanding. And no. people work in the healthcare sector, people our age tend to have heard about it, don't really understand what it is, think it's just if the old person going a bit crazy. Yeah. Um and, and that's kind of that's the level of knowledge, but actually then if you think about it Another twenty to thirty years, and you or I could have it. Exactly. Yeah, you can you can get it really young. You can get it sort of in your forties, fifties if you're really fucking unlucky. Well, that so actually, Kate, I think that's what, what we, roughly when Kate's nan got it was late fifties, yeah. early sixties, maybe. I think. So we, yeah, essentially, if you look at if, if this is meant to be like the prime of our life now, it's yeah. the fucking downward hill so yeah. from now on. Tell and me if you about don't it. want to end up like that, or you want to understand more about it in the early days, we should probably know a bit more now. Or Definitely. Or have some experience dealing with people. 100%. You know, because it's not a mental health issue, it's an illness. Yes. It's a disease. It's old. So we all think we understand lots about cancer, but actually there are so many other diseases. God, this is miserable, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, outside of dementia, we should all be a little bit more familiar with it and we should all take care and try to understand people who suffer from it. Exactly. Let's yeah. let's find something happier to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing for Christmas? <laughs> what do you know what? You say let's talk about something happier, what am I doing for Christmas? I'm fucking working. The life of a fucking security officer, eh? Yep, I am working Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day. New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. I got the shit one this year. Yeah, that's pretty shit. But luckily, my mum came up. Uh, yeah, last weekend she came up to visit um, because it doesn't look like I'll be going down to Hereford for for Christmas. My brother is super busy in the um, in the restaurant, so he won't be coming up here for Christmas. So we're gonna have to have our Christmas in January, February time, I think, for my side of the family. It is, yeah. I'm just gonna, ex I'm just gonna extend my Christmas. Yesterday, yesterday I was sorting out all the Christmas decks because the girls were all excited, and the missus promised them that the decks were gonna go up. Yeah. So I was, I was getting ready. I was trying to get some notes together for the interview with Jack, and she was like, "Can you go up in the loft?" I was like, "What? No, go up in the loft and get the tree done." Oh, for fuck's sake. And then, it, then she tried to tell me that she's allergic to the tree. You're not. It's a fake tree. You're not allergic to it. 
Or she sat there and drank yeah, a tea. Well, we just moved into a new house. Well, I say a new house. We just bought our first house. I'm a 38-year-old woman. I should have owned the property by now, but I've avoided it like a place to put that responsibility. Yeah, but we've just bought, and it's literally a building site still, so I don't, I'm, I'm kind of a Christmas tree. It'd be like, you can't polish a turd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we, um, uh, when did we get our house? Two, two years ago, we finally got, finally got ours. We had so many ups and downs, it was fucking painful. But then we eventually ended up with the house, which we love. It's only, it's only a nice, it's only a little two-bed, um, terraced Victorian cottage. But the, the view I've got out the back is, is, is fucking beautiful until they start building on it. Exactly, and then, well, funnily enough, this time last year, I, I ended up doing all the decorating, and it, fucking, I cannot, I've got no patience at all with anything, so having to do something that, fuck it, oh, I was a nightmare, nobody could talk to me in the house. I'm really good at destruction, I don't know if you saw on my, uh, my Instagram page, when we first moved in here, I did loads of, like, um, Time, time lapses be yes I did I did so see I it literally I ripped the kitchen out almost single handedly and then smashed the wall down between the kitchen and the dining room so we could just open that up you're a woman and after my own heart <laughs> <laughs> I'm known as a destructor it's bad though because this is like I hope, hopefully it's not like um, this is your hand in hand with the story of my life but I love going in there and just without thinking up. Yes. I'm not very good at with the rebuilding. No. The no. Anything like painting, like, fixing, oh. yeah, anything painting, fixing, anything like that, just count me out. I always say just phone your dad. He'll do it. Destroying shit. Destroying shit. I'm things electrical sander. So anything that needs sanding, I'm I'm your woman. Like give me a call. <laughs> Come round and do some sanding. Oh, my, my, my missus always um, tells a funny story about about me being a destroyer. Um, that came out wrong. Um, I went off when she, it was a. I can't remember who we married. Is either just before we got married, or yeah, it would have been because uh, Jess was only a baby. But anyway. I went out on a on a on a tab, so I decided to go on a weighted march all around the uh, village and all that. <laughs> Tried to be cocky and come through the back gate, but the back gate was locked. So I thought, oh, do you know what I'll do? I'll climb over the wall, rip the whole wall down. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, that was a nice phone call to my father-in-law. <laughs> right, Mark. Yeah. Under my massive weight. So my manly weight plus me Bergen ripped the whole wall down. Uh, yeah. yeah, he was not happy with me. Yeah. No, no, it was a wall as well. So it's not like I could just go. No. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's not coming down. <laughs> it fucking was. <laughs> just forever breaking, oh, breaking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so what have you got planned for Christmas? Seeing as you asked me, and I'm working. Well, um, don't rub I it in then. Work. Well, I used to work 
nothing. Eat, drink, eat a bit more, eat a bit more, eat a bit more. Watch all the crystal cells available. All of them. That's generally the plan. Usually we are... I, I worked for so many years over Christmas and never got time with the kids. Well, I had one child at the time, but never, never got time with them. You know, I'd end up doing an early shift that then I wouldn't get off work on time or... You know, night shifts are knackered and you're trying to sleep in the day. Yeah. Which is just shit. Um, and then since then, Christmas, we've, already, we've always gone um, up to my mum's. Um, she lives up in Somerset. We've always had my nan to look after. Last year, we went to um, my sister-in-law's in London. So, like, literally, I'm sick of getting in. I love my van and I love driving, but not like with the kids with the dog with the presents you know all that staying on people's floors staying on you know mattresses sleeping on sofas so this year like we are not going anywhere but don't blame so you I, I think that's why I feel a bit less grinchy because I can just relax this year it's always the best thing now to do making rules part of me yeah you're the boss yeah I have that yeah. I'm, all, I'm forever being told, you're really grumpy over Christmas. Yeah, because I'm working. Don't have a Christmas. Last year I worked Christmas Day. Um, but to be fair, it's not. I'm not really working. I, where I work is... Um, they. It's technically private land, but it's also got adopted roads that are council-owned. It's complicated. But to keep their private status, they have to close off certain roads... So they choose Christmas Day, obviously, because nobody's travelling. The amount of locals that live in that village that seem to forget that the roads are closed. I had one bloke last year try and run me over. And I was like, I was like what are you doing? He went, oh, I'm getting through. I went, well, no, you're not, because it's closed. I'll run you over. Go on then, because then I can go home. Well, hospital first, but... Uniform on and you stand at a road closure, there is always some dickhead who still wants to get through. <laughs> yeah, we had it recently because um, where I work used to be RAF West Morling and it's now known as Kings Hill. Um, so that got bombed a lot during World War Two, and recently they're doing a lot of building work and they've discovered two unexploded World War Two bombs basically. So we had to shut it, shut all the roads off to stop people driving down there, just in case. The amount of locals that were like, just walking through, walking past the site, and you're yeah. like, what are you doing? And they're like, well, you can't stop us. Well, I can. So, stop. <laughs> what is it? It's a fucking bomb. What are you doing? <laughs> and you can guarantee that if anything happened to those people, like, they were just, they were maimed or injured. They'd be the first ones to complain. Oh. Definitely. Definitely. Anyway, we digress. We're talking about road and bombs and we were talking about Christmas. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what happens with me. I don't know what goes on with my mind. It just goes, right, what, should we just talk about this? Yeah. Christmas. It's like when you scroll through um, like your Google feed or your Facebook feed and you get sucked into a hole. Yes. So one minute you're like reading something from somebody that says, um, oh, there's a local fair one at this, can somebody donate some apple prices? And you're like, oh yeah, I could, I could probably, you know, do something about that. 
I'll just click on that link, and then <laughs> ten minutes later, you're watching like kittens on YouTube. <laughs> you're like, how did I even get here? I, 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 I definitely do that on YouTube far too often. I'll be trying to find something to watch, and then I end up watching, I don't know, something disgusting, like someone getting spots popped or something yucky like that. Do your kids watch um, kids' YouTube? Yes. Trying to get them... If I said to you, if I said to you, Johnny, Johnny, what would you say? Yes, Papa. <laughs> or no... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> My youngest loves that. She used to do it. She used to walk around. Brilliant. Oh. It's a classic. If you know, you know. Yeah. Oh, the amount of rants I've been on about the shit that they watch. Fucking hell. Yeah. There's... Kids unwrapping presents. Yes. What's that about? Sometimes it's not even kids. It's adults unwrapping them. So you're watching yeah. an adult play with a toy. I was like, can you not watch something... That that will teach you something. And she's like, what? Like what? I went, I don't know. A gymnastics tutorial or something? Yeah. And then she's like, oh, okay. Fucking but maybe hell. we're the stupid ones. Maybe. <laughs> they are making a lot of money. Yes. I was talking, I was talking to my, my one of my close mates and um, I was chatting to his son who is the same age as my eldest. They're like best mates. They've been known each other since they were born, basically. I was like, Riley, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he went, I want to be a YouTuber. It's like, ah, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, do something, do something better. I know they get paid a lot, but do something worthwhile at least. I really like building Lego. I, I, I <laughs> you better you better put your slippers on for that room then. Yeah. <laughs> you know it. Oh. I can't stand Lego. I can't do it. Like I well, like I said, I can't I've got no patience for it. Yeah, I'm controversial with the Lego. However, my eldest loves it, but she makes me make it. And she's obsessed with Harry Potter, so I've got all the Harry Potter freaking Lego. We've got Aragog. Have you done Aragog and Spider yet? No, but I've got the night bus to build. Oh, yeah, we did that as well. A little hint. Don't smash it and break it up no I, I've already had an autistic outburst when they dropped the Quidditch pitch on the floor and Gryffindor and Slytherin got dismantled yeah. and I was like I'm not doing it we've got the, um, <laughs> we've got the, Harry, the Lego, Lego game so you have to build like, the Quidditch pitch yeah. and then do like various things to it but my two year old thinks it's hilarious to basically just come along and fuck up anything you've already done that was me as a so, kid yeah, but, well, you know, see, this, this goes against what I said earlier, because I like destruction, but when it comes to Lego, 
<laughs> Don't touch Mum's Lego. Because my my my. Okay, so I've just um, I've just started doing um, a lot of well I'm I'm not involved with them in any way other than just talking to them minute and minute about what they are trying to achieve. There's a there's a new initiative called Inner Armour, and they are all about trying to give the military and the blue light services the inner armour to deal with um, poor mental health before it occurs. Oh yeah. So trying to put a band-aid over a catastrophic bleed, which is generally what happens to people's mental health now, yeah. it's about learning how to deal with it, so that if it occurs, you've already got things in your inner armour, ah. and part of what they teach is that they, li- they literally get a box of Lego out, bang it on the table, because Lego, the company, along with, um, I think it was somewhere like Sweden, I'm probably wrong and somebody will probably bother me for it, but... <laughs> there is somewhere in Northern Europe that's done trials um, looking at kind of like mindfulness type therapies um, and poor mental health and using Lego as a therapy. So Lego therapy is becoming a thing and Inner Armour have been using Lego um, and you know like recently they took it to um, they took it down to um, Stonehouse here in Plymouth um, and you know, put it out, put it, laid it out all on a table in front of the lads, and they were like, right, let's sit and play Lego and talk about your mental health. What a working. fucking brilliant idea. Yeah. I'd try not to smash it up, but... <laughs> it is a distraction. Sometimes you need a distraction. And, uh, fucking yeah. Lego. I never thought of it. But, yeah. when Like, when Jess asked me to build her stuff, I literally have to do it on my own, because... I'm, I'm an angry human. <laughs> like, like I've said, I, I sort of... I'm sort of at a 70 most of the time. And then I'll jump to 100 pretty quick. I idle it. My brother even says I idle at 90, but I don't think so. But yeah, doing a Lego. I can... I can yeah. What was that? Inner, inner Armour? What was that called? Inner Armour, yeah. Have a look at them on, um, on Twitter. I think their handle is Inner underscore Armour. Cool. Um, and then they've got various links to the information like have a look at their website and, um, yeah definitely I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll smash that out as well they don't just do Lego therapy but um, it, it's just a really interesting concept and what they're doing at the minute is really working that, it sounds like it the concept of putting something together so that you can learn how to deal with it before it occurs yeah. for me it's like a no brainer yeah that like you, it's one of those things. Why, why, why is nothing like that ever being thought of before? Yeah, but you, I mean, you know this from your basic training. I know this from from my training as a police officer. You do all, all of the things that you're meant to do to learn how to be a professional. Yeah. And various other things, like someone will teach you to the IT systems. So you do all of the, um, you know, the auxiliary learning as well. Um. But I don't ever recall having, I mean, okay, maybe we had a day on looking at pictures of really gory RTCs and people saying to us, right, have a look at that, because you're going to see that in your career. Um, so here's a bit of exposure now. Yeah, well... But I don't ever recall having... No. I should be mandatory. I believe so. Of, um, not mental health training for what you may be dealing with with other people, 
yourself. Yeah. So well, kind of definitely, because when we when we go through, well, when I went through basic training, we obviously did first aid, but that was a basically a first aid at work thing. It wasn't like a an expanded one for what you would think a soldier, sailor, airman, whatever would need. Um, and I didn't really see any sort of disgusting, gory images until I did my battlefield medics course, and then it was like, oh fucking hell. And then yeah. the the one, what, uh, to be fair, I can see like almost like shock therapy. This is what you're going to look at. This is what this is what could possibly happen. But then it was only the battlefield medics that got that. It wasn't the rest of the squadron or anyone. So when we went on, I remember it vividly now because I was a battlefield medic going into CAF when we went to Kandahar. And we were uh, on pre-deployment exercise and one of the vehicles in front got hit by an IED. And at the time we had the amputees in action. Have you heard of them? Yeah. So basically, they, anyway, we got to, we sprinted off to this uh, vehicle that got hit by an IED. We opened up the um, back door. These two fake legs came out that were covered in blood. And obviously there's an, an actual amputee there with all his makeup on and blood spurting everywhere and it's all disgusting. And one of the lads that I was working with literally went, nah, and shut the door. <laughs> it was fucked off. I was like, you can't do that. Shit. And then obviously the medic training kicks in. You do the tourniquets, get the field dressings on, get all your kit covered in blood, and you're like, oh, fucking hell. But th those guys are fucking brilliant, the amputees in action. Having, the having them on pre-deployment definitely gets you ready for... If yeah. you if you happen to see anything, I'm sure the guys that um, basically helped patch up my good mate Robbo when he got um, when he got struck by the IED in 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 Bastion, I'm sure that practicing on on these amputees in action and just gets you ready, and then your training just kicks in like that. Is and why why the police and, and the armed forces don't get more? Yeah. But not sat you down and gone through, um, you know, before you deploy, or even right at the beginning of your career, let's talk about PTSD. No, that, I, I believe you're 100% right there. We never, ever had it. Well, I can speak from personal experience here. I've never had that chat where it's where they've gone, you might have these sort of symptoms at the beginning, during, or even at the end of your career. Cause my, my symptoms didn't come out until I left. That was the big thing, is when I heard some things, saw some things, did some things, and all of a sudden, I've come out, I no longer have my purpose, and now I'm fucking sat in my kitchen in bits because I don't understand what is going on with my mentality, my mental health is going... Uh, anyway, I digress. But even... When I was going through my resettlement, there was there was nothing there. Like they didn't have a chat with me about how I was feeling. They didn't have a chat with me why why I chose to leave. Uh, they didn't give me any guidance what might happen, who to speak to if this happens. It's only since well recently that I discovered there's like the poppy practice, for example. Yeah. Obviously, the British Legion. 
um, the benevolent fund and things like that, you hear about these charities and things, but nobody really explains to you how to act and how to, well, not how to act and how to feel, but how to deal with the what could potentially happen to your mind when you leave yeah. such a str such a stressful it's, job. It's the same with police. I mean, I think things are changing now with really like services. Yeah. But now it's like, you know, I've, I've, been out, I've been out for nearly two years and ten years service, so that's still sort of like, you know, I'm still in in this decade and there was no training then. Yeah. It's the same with the ambulance service, it's the same with the fire oh. service, perhaps not so much, but no one sits you down and says, like, Right, you know, this is a list of symptoms for the OCD. This yeah. is kind of thing really ruin your life. Keep an eye out for these symptoms. Keep an eye out for your phone. That will have a thing any of these symptoms. Exactly. Because that could develop into depression if you can't control it. And, yeah. You know, or, you know, if you're having, they, they have, yeah, you have a bit of a chat about alcohol abuse and stuff, but even that, someone telling you you should drink if you're feeling a bit low, it's like, you know, it's like they're having yeah. a bit of a laugh. Yeah, come on, I've, I fancy so, a whiskey, mate. <laughs> yeah. So, there's not enough of it, and especially at the moment with the massive epidemic in veteran suicides, exactly. which numbers are going up year on year, and men taking their own lives because there is patriarchy that is important of masculinity that we still can't seem to smash where exactly. you know it's it's awesome that you have been able to say, fuck no, I'm not feeling right mentally and you've worked your way through it. And, yeah. You know, there's other people that have done that that are advocating for it, speaking out about it. But we've all got a duty to not just stick to our own line, okay, I'm female so I've got to worry about performance mental yeah. that's not it. No. You know, I'm, I'm a wife, I have an ex-husband, I have three sons I have loads of mates that are male, um, and, you know, the majority of people that I've worked with in my career has, have been, it's been a male-dominated environment, even now in the security industry. So, you know, I've got to take care to those people to make sure that if they're not looking out for their own mental health, that I'm like, mate, you don't seem alright. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Whether yeah, exactly. it's going for a coffee or, or something like this. Exactly. That's, that is my... One of my main things that I've been trying to get across on the podcast since the fucking day dot since I started it was like I I, I send a, a buddy of mine lives in uh, Plymouth now he he was my best man at at my wedding I was his best man and yeah we we're, we're not as close as we was because obviously I'm in Kent he's in Plymouth but I'll ping him a message every now and then I'll I'll FaceTime him and I'm like Are you right he's like yeah he he's a paramedic now so. And he got signed off because he was having depression symptoms and all this. And I was like, why don't you tell me? I went, I know I haven't been there, like, as much as I should have. I went, but you can you can send me a text as well, mate. And I was like, I felt, I felt fucking well guilty that my best mate was struggling and I didn't even know. Um, have you heard of, um, have you heard of Oxfam? I believe, uh, you might want to refresh my memory. There is... So it's so, a, recent, a recent sort of, I think the best way to describe it is a movement. Yeah. Um, started by Steve Burns, who is former Special Forces. And he's basically started a Facebook group. But it, we're talking thousands of members already. Yeah. And, and gone, right, lads and lasses, you are, we are all sisters and brothers here. There's no like, oh, lads, 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 <laughs> I can't join. Um, 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to fucking find that one as well, and uh, yeah. do, put a little post on there. It's I, I think I think those sort of things are fucking brilliant. I, I I try and use my own little hashtags that I'm sure we'll pick up at some point, and it is basically a quote from my um, warrant officer, and it's um, one team, one effort. That because that's all that's all it should be is one team and one effort. We're all we're all humans. We should all stick together and that was one of the other reasons why I struggled so much when I left was because I, I basically left my family and I've, I've said that from from day one that I've always wanted to be in the military and yeah I didn't serve as long as I wanted to but my family family came first and my adopted family had to had to go on the back burner as it were but you know, the amount of positive um, interactions I've had from blokes from the army, the navy, and my own regiment has been has been brilliant. Like I, I even had the RAF regiment. Like they they it, it's silly. They they followed me on Twitter and Instagram, and I was like fucking hell. And it, it was it, it just made my day. Like and then um. I had my warrant officer say that he would he wouldn't mind me coming into the squadron and having a chat about mental health and how I deal with it and things like that. Yeah, his admin's up his ass for a warrant officer and he hasn't got back to me since I've sent him a message. But I'm sure he will at some point. Um, if you're listening, yeah. give him a <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, but you're, you're sort of conditioned when you join, whether it's the police or... Uh, fire service, paramedics, NHS workers, that sort of thing, or and even in, in the military, it's like an extended family. Like, I'm part of a Facebook group on um, called the RAF Regiment Band of Brothers, and it's just old, old fucking veterans on there that a lot of people say can't let go, as it were. But it's brilliant. You see them in there, and they send fucking photos of of their service when they were out in wherever. And it's brilliant. They have their little get-togethers and what have you. Yeah. It's it's just it's a, it's amazing that you have so many people out there that want you to do well and they want you to be positive. They want you to get better, but then you always have that little section of negative little trolley. Pardon my French. Cunts. Oh, yeah, and for every ten good posts, uh, for one thing that's they're they're the ones that really drag you down and I've spoke about the ones that I've had countless times on here 
And what hurt, excuse me, with mine the most was the fact that I served with these guys on the same squadron in in uh, Afghanistan and Iraq. And it's like, I don't understand where this hatred's come from because because I've come out and actually said that I'm I'm struggling. All of a sudden, I'm a I'm a Walter Mitty apparently. And I was like, well. Yeah, well, that's 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 exactly what my brother said. He went, you can't sit there and read that sort of stuff because it's just going to bring you down. And I was like, I know, but it's difficult because I, I've always been the same, a bit like at school. Um, I know you can't have everyone like you, but it's like I want everyone to like me because I haven't done anything yeah, wrong. Right. <laughs> I haven't done anything yeah. wrong. I'm trying to do better. And then, and what really shocked me the most was the fact that one of our close mates from the squadron actually took his own life through PTSD and I'm trying to spread out a positive vibe and and show people that it's okay to talk and you're shutting me down I could I could have gone into a proper dark hole and ended up the same as 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 side it's just it was just bizarre but then no it's not that's that's the thing a lot of people a lot of people have said that you're only you're you're using things like uh, Robbo's accident in Afghanistan and Sai to boost yourself and and your podcast. I'm like that's not the case. I'm not doing the podcast to become rich and famous. If I was, I wouldn't be sat in a shed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I I literally did it because I had no other way of of talking and. I used to write down in journals, but my dyslexia really doesn't like me doing it. Because <laughs> I can't. And and I and yeah, exactly. I I sit here for an hour and that chatting all sorts. And for me, and I've said it countless times, you don't have to talk about depression and mental health to help your depression and mental health. Just having a conversation with you, we could be talking about anything. We did. We talk. We're talking about yeah. Christmas and all sorts. And already, like, it's a better mood than what it could have been, you know. And the same with my brother. I have my brother on now, and it's just so much more happier because I'm, I'm, I'm like, right, fucking. Well, today's Thursday, but usually it's Wednesday, half past eight. I'm going in the shed. I'm having my time, basically, where yeah. I can, I can talk to you, people like yourself. I can talk to Jack Shaw, I can talk to my brother, I can get my best mate Chris on. It's just it's just nice and spreading spreading positive vibes everywhere. That's what I well, think anyway. You'd like to come to the shed in the shed? Yeah. Definitely. You can come to the shed, yo. I've got a spare chair. <laughs> Deal. Deal. <laughs> Deal. Definitely. What is the time? Um, fucking hell. 10 o'clock. We have been chatting away, mate, for 67 minutes. It's madness. You put two people together who like talking, and that's what I I know. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. And what's been brilliant is, in my opinion, there hasn't been any pauses or anything. You know, when I, when I was like, I was in the house, and my missus was like, are you nervous? I was like, no, I'm more excited than nervous. I went, what have I got to be nervous about? I'm having a conversation with someone. Yeah. It's, not, it's not an interview. I'm not. I'm not going to go. All right, Alicia. Sh- what have you been doing today? That's 
fuck that shit. Uh, it's like everyone says, Tomo, you need to, you need to, um, you need to make notes. Like I said earlier, it's like why? Just have a conversation. Yeah. Have a chat. I went like me and my brother like to do the current events, but that's his job to do. He's he's producer, and I'm the talent, so he does all that. But you don't you don't see Joe Rogan sitting there looking at notes all the time. That's how I see it. That's how I see it anyway. And I'm the English Joe Rogan now. That's what that's that's how I say it. <laughs> yeah, what I'm trying to do, I'm desperate to get my old man on the show because I know for a fact he's going to have some epic stories to tell on here. My old man was a um, my old man was a parachute jump instructor for 22 years, and he um, got assigned to two two to be their um, jump instructor. So he yeah he's got some good stories to tell about those boys. In yeah. like in like Las Vegas and things like that, but yeah, get him on. yeah, whether he'll sit here and talk to me is another thing. He he's very much a closed book, but I'm gonna work, I'm gonna grind him down. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm definitely gonna have you on again. Awesome, mate. And, and then we will return the favour and we'll um, get get you on the world ones. Get you on the world ones, definitely. Yeah. I'm well up for that, mate. Definitely. Brilliant. Now that I can say your name properly, anyway. Yay. <laughs> oh, certain names. I look at it and I say it, and I went, "That doesn't sound like it's like I'm reading it." <laughs> I've got one of those stupid names. I've never been, you know, I've, I've been married twice, and I was born with a stupid name. And I've just used to be wrong, and I don't take offence. <laughs> Fair one. <laughs> oh, my my name is just a standard name Sean right go to a foreign country they don't get it show I get called I was like that doesn't even look like Sean even though I spell it the Irish way fucking morons <laughs> anyway dude I'm going to have to call this quits yeah because i got to get up hungover do you know what? This is embarrassing. I only had three bottles of Bournemouth last night. I woke up with a fucking massive headache. It was ridiculous. Mrs. was laughing at me. She went, you're definitely getting old, didn't you? And I was like, fuck off. I'm only 32. I didn't even drink that much. And I was drinking slowly from about 7 o'clock in the evening until about 5 o'clock this morning. <laughs> They're the best type, though. They're the best type. Oh, brilliant. I need to get me to one of these fucking events, I'm telling you. We ended up in a, in a private bar in Soho with one of the members of Duran Duran. As you do? <laughs> yeah. Just a really random night. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> I, I, need to get, I need to get bigger so I can get on these fucking... Oh, it's not because I'm important. It's just yeah, important. you're well important. Super busy. <laughs> Wonder Woman, they're going to call you. Yeah, yeah. Think of us small officers. <laughs> oh. I haven't even started my podcast yet, mate. <laughs> it's got to start somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Alright, you oh. take care. And you, mate. And I'll speak to you soon. Keep, keep in touch. I will do. Bye.
Well, troops, what a fucking brilliant episode. And what a fantastic woman. You know, she is just brilliant. That's the only way to describe her. And what an honour to have her on the show and definitely getting her back on. Brilliant. You know, she's full of energy, full of life and just an overall fantastic show. So, once again, thank you for you all for listening to the podcast and again, thank you to Alicia for coming on. I've had a brilliant fucking week with the, with the guests that I've had from Jack Shaw, Little Brown and now Alicia as well. So, without further ado, it's time for me to close this podcast. As they say in the RAF Regiment, Pura Arjoy, yeah? Through adversity. I'm Tomo and I'm out.